Westminster assistant coach. Westminster College assistant coach Brady Green stops by the Utah High School Hoops podcast live in Las Vegas at the Tarkanian Classic. This is the Utah High School Hoops podcast, your source for sometimes it's working, but always entertaining coverage of the Utah High School Hoops scene with your host, Adam Heek. It's working. All right. <laughs> We've been struggling here to get anything really to work uh, from an audio perspective. But <laughs> I am here with, you, you don't want me to say Coach Brady Green, but I'm going to go with Coach Brady Green from the Westminster University located in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. And we are here at the Tarkanian Classic down in Las Vegas. Why did we do the interview here in Las Vegas? We could have just done it in Salt Lake. Uh... I mean, Westminster takes up a lot of time, so when you're recruiting, you almost have more time. <laughs> and so you, I saw judges coming down, I asked you, and I was like, that's a deal. <laughs> that is a deal. I'd rather do it here. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, it's halftime here at uh, the Palo Verde-Sacramento High game. Uh, riveting matchup tied at 33. We're not here to talk about that. So, uh, Brady, I'd be curious to hear a little bit about your story. We found out we had some connection to North County, San Diego. Obviously, you're in Salt Lake City. So, uh, yeah, just give me a little bit of a quick background on you. How did you get to Westminster? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Salt Lake. I went to Juan Diego High School. Um, moved to California, San Diego, for college. And then I did manager role for one year at USD, University of San Diego. Go Titans? Is that <laughs> no, uh, Titans? Toreros. Toreros. Yeah. Toreros. Sorry, go Toreros. Toreros. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I did that for one year, and then COVID sent me home. And so I was back in Salt Lake. I coached a year at Juan Diego and then went back for school for my senior year. And instead of being a manager, I decided to try to be an assistant at uh, a high school and hooked up with Carlsbad High School. I uh, was there for two years, loads of talent, two really good years, won a Division One championship. And then um, the next year, we broke the record for best team in school history. So... Um, it was all because of you, right? Yeah, yeah, I did all the work, actually. <laughs> Players, if you're listening to this, you did nothing. It was just me. Um, no, and and so after that, it turned into... Um, I was getting ready for this next year where they're the favorites to win the Open Division Championship and be in Open State Championship this year. Um, but Norm Parrish called from Westminster and asked... Basically, we had a 20-minute great conversation interview, hardly an interview, more just talking basketball. And uh, a month later, I was, I was coming to Utah. I was back and moving all my stuff, and, and now I'm here. That's awesome. Uh, so this is your first year at Westminster, right? Correct. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before we came on here. The second half is going to be starting, by the way. So if you hear some fun basketball noise, it's because we're in a gym, which is where we should be, right? Um, we were talking a little bit before we got on just about the academic rigor of Westminster coupled with, so, so you have this like high academic institution and certainly there's, there's Westminster isn't alone in that. Right. Um, and how that impacts recruiting. So when you're at an event like this, how, how do you, 
how do you see like talented kids and then and then then you got to figure out like is this a recruitable kid not just from a basketball standpoint right so tell me a little bit about what what you might be looking for to at a an event like this right so right now it's an evaluation period so i can't talk to kids or their parents in person um so it makes it a lot easier because not a lot of people are coming up to me um and so first thing I mean, talent wins all. I'm watching. I'm making sure you have the intangibles. You're hustling. You work hard. Uh, you're not checked out during any moments of the game. Um, and then after that, uh, you reach out to a coach. So somewhere, somehow, I'll find a coach's number, and I'll reach out. And the first question I have to ask is grades, because um, you can't get into school. There's, <laughs> we can't really recruit you. Right. Um, and then, you know, we ha we go we start from there. Um, for Westminster specifically, we don't really offer right away. Uh, we're more watch. We let the recruiting process unfold for this kid. We are going to watch many games. We're going to watch practices in person maybe. like We're going to do the whole nine yards before we really offer anyone. Um, and that's just because it is such high academic. We don't have that many options. we got to make sure we get the right options. Right? right. We've got to get the right kids. How critical is it? For a kid who, when you're watching, I feel like kids put this pressure on themselves when they're like, oh, I know I, I, I know a coach is watching me or whatever it is. And they almost put a pressure to be really good. And the more I get to talk to coaches on the podcast, it's like, yeah, we kind of want to see not just how good are you, but also, like you mentioned, like, how do you respond to adversity? You know, is it, I mean, I don't want to say like one is more important than the other, but maybe talk to some of the players here who might be listening or watching this. Like, how critical is that really? Or is it just like dads trying to make sure that their, that their kids are not, not being grouchy? No, I mean, like, above all, you have to play good basketball, right? right. Like, if you're the best player on your team and you're getting double teamed the whole game, like we talked about, like, you have to make the right passes. Like, I don't want you to chuck up shots because you're trying to get your points per game. That doesn't matter to me. Play play the right way. And then on top of that, like, and we can get into this more when I'm recruiting and kids are reaching out to me, I don't watch highlights. So, like, kids will send me highlights through Twitter, through Instagram, whatever it is, and I, I don't watch them. I'll respond, and I normally ask for two game films, um, your best game and your worst game. Yeah. And normally kids don't know which one that is, so I just tell them, like, hey, the game where you had the most points and the game where you had the least points, or the game where you had the most assists or the least assists, or most rebounds, least amount of rebounds. And I'll watch maybe four minutes of each of those games, and from there I'll decide how much more I'm going to watch. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because I do want to see kids respond to adversity. I want to see what you did when your team was struggling, what you did when you were struggling. And so, like... There is no pressure with you getting your points per game. There's no pressure with you having the ball in your hands all the time. Like the pressure is, is can you maintain a level head and play good quality basketball while coaches are watching? No doubt, no doubt. Um, and and I'm guessing too that even goes to, so you have you know you you watch the game film both you know you decide to dig in a little bit more. You know you said like one way or another I'm going to find the coach. Like I'm going to be able to reach yeah. out and talk to the coach. Um, do you find that coaches are, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like over enthusiastic about their, their own kids. Like, do you have to kind of take what they're saying with a grain of salt or are you like, 
I got I know there are certain coaches who are going to give me the give me the the rundown, and there's others who I'm just like I don't know. I just watch the film and I'm not really seeing that. Yeah, it, it depends on the coach. You kind of have to get a feel. Um, there are some coaches who definitely are a hype man, and they're going to tell you everything they've done good this year, and you kind of just all right, all right, take it with a grain of salt. Um, there's other coaches who are like, he's really good, I promise, but he needs to work on, and they'll tell you everything he needs to work on. You're like, you know, you're trying to sell this kid, right? <laughs> like, you should be, you want me to recruit him. Um, and then, you know, there's coaches in the middle who are gonna like, he's really good at this moment. He's been struggling with this. We're working on this, and those are the coaches that it's like, all right, like I think I can take what you're saying and use it to my advantage. Um, and so it just depends on the person, really, when you're reaching out. But all coaches are willing to talk. That's the best part. Yeah, for sure. What is something that most players don't know about, not just Division Two basketball, but specifically the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, which I'm familiar with from my time because I grew up in Colorado. Right. Um, so what's something that you're like, I just wish, man, everybody knew this about either a conference or about Division Two basketball that they're not maybe as well aware of? So Westminster is an RMAC, what yep. we're talking about. Um, and the thing about the RMAC is it's it's very similar to the Big Ten and D1, where there's 14 teams and top to bottom, like anyone can win a game. You're not going to find one team way beneath the rest, and you're not going to find one team. Like most of the time, the winner of the conference has four or five losses in conference play. And that's just because of the tough schedule you're playing Friday Saturday back-to-back um, and then just the physicality of everyone in the conference and the coaching the coaches right. top to bottom are great in the army correct absolutely and a lot of them have been there for a long time like Fort Lewis is that's who we just played so it's right in the back of my mind I think he's been there for 10 years now was an assistant there first um, and even the new coaches they bring in something a little bit different every single time like I know Adam State has a brand new coach who and they're pressing the whole game Random in the RMAC doesn't happen a lot, but like that's a style of play that's going to be introduced more and more with the evolution of basketball, how it's been going, where right. you're going to try to force turnovers more and more in this day and age. But in reality, like the refs are going to let you play, and you got to be ready to take contact, go through contact, and also defensively play physical without fouling. Right. Uh, this is a question that you're not prepared for, nor would you have any idea where it's coming from. But my college roommate, his son, actually plays for Fort Lewis. Uh, his, his name's Luke Hutto. Is he a guy that's getting any minutes at Fort Lewis? I have not kept up with him. I don't think he played. Okay. Sorry, Luke. I asked. <laughs> if he did, I don't think he was on our scout. So I'm he's sorry, a, No, he's a freshman. Uh, I, I think he's his freshman year. But, yeah, Billy. So I, my college roommate and my wife's college roommate, Mariah, got married. And then their son's a freshman <laughs> at Fort Lewis. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um Cool. Well, uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here, I guess. Uh, my my last question would be for you know players, coaches, you know parents, whatever it might be. What besides like sending you know your best and, their best and worst game film? What are some things that they could do when they reach out to you that's maybe a little bit different than what normally happens? That you're like. That actually was really creative, or what's something that maybe stood out about somebody reaching out to you? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm always impressed when someone sends game film. It's not often that someone sends game film right off the bat or like a link to the live stream for their games. Um, I always like that because then 
I can plan to watch a live stream in the future, right? I don't have right. to. I don't have to watch the past games that they've already sent me. I can watch anyone I want. Um, There's one kid who sent me stuff, and he sent me actually a team photo to show his height. I thought that was pretty creative. I was yeah. like, all right, you're pretty tall. Like you got me. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just think like you can kind of show personality in your message, right? It doesn't have to be like a formal letter to a coach. That's it's we're people too. Like we we text, we do all those <laughs> things. So set, like sending us stuff is more just like, hey, coach, just wanted to reach out. Here's my game films. I'm interested in the school. Like. Um, and even like if you've watched one of our games, mm. like it's kind of interesting to hear some people say like, oh, I watched your game against this team. Like I'm, I'm really interested in your style of basketball too because then you know the kid's watching film. Like right. The kid wants to learn. He wants to keep developing. Stuff like that always is cool. But no, honestly, like I'm, I'm impressed if you send me game film and you say hi. Right? <laughs> like even a few years ago. It's a low bar. Saying, it's a low bar. <laughs> it's a low bar. But even a few years ago, like I never – like, I never cared to play college basketball, right? But even, like, my friends who did, they didn't send game film to coaches. They were too scared to do it. So I think it's a mm. confidence level to just be like, hi, I want to play. Here's my stuff. Like, let me know. Um, and then, like, because, like I said, it's an evaluation period. Like, I can't reach out to players right? unless I've seen them and then I can reach out to them type thing. And so players reaching out to me is always the best. Yeah, It's way easier I can put it in my calendar when I'm going to watch you, and that's it. Especially being at Westminster where, like, you know your grades. Like, you know if you can get in or if you have a chance, right? And if you're one of those kids who has a chance and you want to play basketball, like, you spread your net wide. Right. Like, I understand most people want to play D1. I understand we got two of the best JUCOs in the nation in Utah, but it doesn't mean you are going to get the minutes you need to be able to move to that level if you start there. Right. Does that make sense? And so, like... Westminster's a great spot. It's a great school. Um, and it and it can get you just with a transfer portal. It's not just JUCOs who can send kids D1 anymore. Right. Right? Like, D2s are sending kids D1. Um, if you show up to a D2 and that's the minutes you're getting, like 20 minutes a game is the minutes you're getting, and you're, and you're in the middle of the pack, then you stay D2 for four years and you have a great education at Westminster. Yep. You know, and so... And have a great time, I'm sure, too, right? right? Yeah. Oh, and you're in Sugar House, which is... South, <laughs> South, like, anyone who's been to Sugar House knows that's, like, the most beautiful town and city you can be in. Um, definitely a selling point when you're recruiting against other RMAC teams is yeah. we're in a city. Yeah. Because you travel and it's... It's you're either in an outskirt of Denver or you're in the middle of nowhere, right. and then you got Salt Lake City, which is as beautiful as can be. And you know, I'm sure like parents, if they're out of state, I mean, you land at the Salt Lake Airport and you're right there. Um, I love it. I mean, just you know, kind of listening to you, it's like send game film. Yeah. Um, I mean, how cool would it be to like watch a game and like scout it if you're a kid and be like, hey, I watched this upcoming opponent. And I know even if they're wrong, like you, you'd probably be like, "Wow, you like watched a game and like scouted a game." And I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read the whole thing. I'm gonna respond. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that's. I mean, I feel like most D2s, D3s, they're gonna respond when you message them. Yeah. Like it. A lot of D1s may not have the time, and it's understandable. But like, if you message me, I will respond, and I will tell you what you might not want to hear, or might you, what you need to hear. Right. Right. Like, have it be motivation. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the truth is always good. That's, you know, I, I've, I've said a couple of things on my podcast where I'm like, you have to start from a position of what is true. 
not just like what you think is true, not what your parents tell you is true, not what your friends think, not what your highlights say, not like what is actually true about your game and having people and having coaches be able to say, hey, this is what's true, especially early on. You know, by the time you're a senior, you want you want to find that stuff out when you're like a freshman, sophomore, right? So I think it's great. Well, uh, we're coming up here on 15 minutes. It's almost the end of the third quarter, by the way. If you if you care, Palo Verde's up 50 to 43 on Sacramento High. <laughs> um, so reach out through Twitter. Is that is that kind yeah, of the best? Twitter's, DM? The best. Okay. Twitter's for sure the best. DM me. Um, I'll put my email. I can give you my email, and you can email me at my Westminster email. Um, and honestly, if, if it's just a high and some game film, I'll be happy. If it's a high, check out my stats, and I'll ask you or I'll tell you what game films I might want to see. That works too. Um, and then the other thing with high school players is understand that when you get to college, it's going to be more physical, but also people are going to – the biggest thing that high school kids need to know and I love listening to your podcast, and I love listening to what coaches say. And in my head, it's understand what your biggest weakness is on the court and just work on it. Make it so it's not your biggest weakness anymore. And then someone will tell you you're good at it at some point, and then you choose the next weakness. Because once you get college, you're going to get exploited. Yep. Like Your weakness is going to be attacked over and over. If you can't close out, somehow you will close out 30 times in one game and you're like, how did this college coach know that like, this is what I show? They know. They all know. They all know. Yep. And so if you're a high school kid and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, what do I need to do? Watch your own game film and figure out what am I worst at? Yeah. What does coach yell at me for all the time, right? And that's what you have to be working on in the gym every single day. That's such that, – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I mean, it's, it's just the true fact is like – being honest with yourself is what's going to make you better. Yeah, no doubt. I, that's great. That's some great advice, right? No, don't be afraid of your weakness. Know what it is because someone's going to find out. They probably already know. And um, and then get better at it. And if you can't get better at it, then maybe college basketball isn't for you. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's not for everybody, right? Less than, what is it, 93% of high school players don't play at any level. Um, although I did watch, you see this, uh, it was at North Dakota State played like some NCCAA division two team and beat them a hundred and something to 14. Oh, and yeah. it was so maybe, maybe there's schools like that. I don't know that are out there, but, uh, that you can, you can go play for. Um, but for real though, uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate yeah. you dropping some knowledge. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of good basketball to be played here yet here in, uh, at the Tart classic. So shout out to Dinos and, and the, uh, the whole crew for putting on just another great event, uh, honoring the uh, late great, Coach Jerry Tarkanian. Um, Coach, appreciate you coming on. (laughs) Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.